so football's back. Like, how do you feel about football? Uh, yeah. Don't watch it. Wait, you're telling but people don't watch football? No, Why I are you telling them people don't watch them? Why? That's really weird. Like, if listen, why would you tell people not to watch football? That's that's really screwed up, dude. <laughs> like, I would never tell people to, to not watch football. Like, come on, like football's awesome. Okay, go Bucks. Of course, go Bucks. Like, of course, go Bucks. Like, they won the first game of the twenty twenty one slash twenty twenty two season last week. Ha ha. Like, yeah, nobody saw that coming, did they? No, because they thought it was just, I don't know what they thought. It was weird. I don't know what they thought. I like that, ha ha. Yeah, like, ha ha. I don't know what they thought. But then, okay, but then we had the Monday night games. And the Monday night games is, football is back on Monday nights, baby. You're like, okay, yeah, this is going to be great. Then we have the Ravens versus the Raiders. It's like, okay. Like, okay. That's a thing. You're like, all right, that's a thing. But then you're like, okay, what about it? It did its highest fucking rating in the last five fucking years. The last five fucking years. Highest rating in the last five fucking years. Fucking 15.3 million people tuned into that game on Monday night. Like, fucking smoked it, rolled it. It was like, oh my God. Like, it, it was a fucking awesome game. It was a fucking awesome game. I didn't watch it. Didn't watch it at all. I actually was watching Monday Night Raw, which... The other one million people were also watching it because Raw did a number and that number got eviscerated by another number, the AEW number. And the AEW number killed it in all demographics, all this and all that. But you didn't hear that first thing that I said, did you? No. They don't usually listen to that first thing that was always said. It's always the baby brain cult that always goes, nah, fuck that shit. We're going over here. We're doing this. We're doing this, pal. This is our thing, and this is where we stand. It's like, no, 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 no. Level the playing fields. You want to level the playing fields, adjust the, adjust the fucking ratings. Because football was on. And even your grand wizard... And I know that just triggered a lot of people because I called him a Grand Wizard. But, hey, he's not a Grand Wizard. He's more on the left than he is the right. But that guy, the Grand Wizard of Wrestling, I don't take it literal. Him had said, yeah, we got to throw out that rating for Monday. We got to throw it out because the football killed them. Completely killed them. Come to the dumpster them. Throw it out. Like, even, even if the two ratings are the same, you got to throw it out. And it's like, okay. But will the baby brain cult listen? No, they just got more agitated. They said, yeah, blah, 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 
Yeah, and it's like, man, this is what we're talking about. If you're going to play the game, do not play the game when the things look like they're in your favor. But then when something else is in somebody else's favor, you go, no, it can't have that. But you have a petition to stop NBA basketball from playing on Wednesdays because you think that it's going to take away from your ratings. Stop playing favorites. We can all get along. We can all be on the same fucking playing field, but it's people like you to just get all weird about, I want to stick my flag over here in this thing and not stick my flag over here and say, fuck those guys over there. And if they do something kind of cool and kind of okay, fuck them. It's always, it's always that thing. It's always the them versus us. And after I go through this first review, I'm going to give you a clear, a clear, precise shot at what's wrong with you people and nobody else. But we're going to get right into it because Monday was big. It was big. Yep. So we just going to get right into it because it started off with what we heard all day and we heard that Biggie's going to be on Raw. Biggie's going to cash in. And everybody's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. He even said, I'm going to cash in. And everybody's like, oh my God, could it happen? And then everybody's like, no, WWE's going to do some crazy shit. But I'm going to tell you who was ahead of the curb because last week's podcast, Renegade was the one who said, Did you hear him missing Bobby Lashley? <laughs> yeah. So Big E is there. And he shows up on Monday. Shows up on Monday. We're not we're not even gonna go, we're gonna let it simmer because you know what's gonna happen. So Big E shows up on Monday. As soon as the show starts off, it's Big E. Biggie's out there and he just walks out then RK Bro comes out and then Lashley comes out so later on in the night Lashley has a match against Orton so they start going back and forth and Biggie's like doesn't even matter which one of y'all win I'm cashing in and winning the title so MVP's like you're only over here because you're scared of Roman or maybe you scared of Brock. And Renegade pointed out to me, because I didn't hear this part, but Renegade pointed out to me that Lashley was like, I'm not. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, he said that, like, like really low. Like, I'm not. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Like, oh, this is, this is, uh, this is getting kind of spicy here. Right. So, they're going back and forth, riddles there, making jokes, and Big E's just, Standing there saying he's going to get one of them. And Randy is talking to Bob Lash. And Bob Lash is like, I'm going to beat you. And Randy, without hesitation, hits the RKO. Lays out Bob Lash. And he's on the floor. And he can barely get up in Big East in the corner with the briefcase. And me, I'm just yelling, just do it. Just do it right now. Just right now. Just fuck the rest of the show. Just do it now. 
do it now. And Biggie just says, nope, not going to do it. I'll wait. And he walks off. I was like, okay, well. You kind of well, got mad there. I, I did, because I thought this was going to be a perfect time to cash in. Yeah. But he didn't. That was a little salty. I was like, all right, I'll wait. I'll wait. We'll see what happens here. Then we got a, I don't know how the fuck this wasn't good, but it wasn't good match between Charlotte Flair and Sheena Baser. I don't know how the fuck it wasn't good because it seemed like those two should be perfect to have a match together and be like, oh, this is going to work out. It's going to be fun. It's going to be, it's going to make people happy. People are going to laugh and people are just going to, I mean, not laugh, but like people are going to enjoy it. And it's going to be good. Right? Right? Wrong. Wrong. It it was so like, I don't, do you know what was wrong with that match? I don't know. They just seemed like out of sync. Like they didn't have that symmetry and like synergy and chemistry, you know, like it seemed off. Yeah. It was like, this should work. And it's like, Cause this is like the type of match that you're like, oh, I definitely would love to see. And it's like, well, it's not working. It ain't working at all. Like get a historian on the show, like, is this the first time they had a match? Yes. Each other? Yes. Oh, okay. That must be why then, because like it, it was weird. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's been so many people who had matches, first time matches, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh my god, this match is like so great. And everybody's, yeah, it's like everybody would love it, but like, no. And then we had the Naya thing playing to it, with Naya distracted to get the win for Charlotte. And it's like, okay, what's the point in breaking them up? And Renegade was, he even pointed this out, was like, how long have they been together? And it's been exactly one year, like one complete year that they've been together. And it's like, wow, like that's crazy. And now they're gonna break them up. Like if anything, they should have did it like a little bit reverse the way they already did it. Mm-hmm. Had Naya break up with um Shayna for Reggie. She stays with Reggie for like a few weeks and whatever until Reggie wins the twenty four seven title. Then he breaks up with her. Yeah, like that that would have been that would have been good. Like and at this point it just seems like some of the stuff like it just doesn't need to happen. Like it just doesn't need to happen at all. So Charlotte gets the win. Shannon and Naya just disappear into nothingness, literally. And so then all of a sudden Alexa comes. She didn't come right then and there, but she comes down to the ring. So she comes down to the ring and she's standing there. She has a present. She has a present for Charlotte. And Charlotte's like, I don't want your present. He's like, no, you should have the present. He's like, I don't want your present. I have a title. You should have this present. I got it for you. Lily wanted me to give it to you. She's like, I don't want it. So she opens it up and it's a doll. And she said, why did you give me this? And she said, everybody likes to play with themselves. And it's just like, okay. 
but she also called her a bitch. And I'm like, this is very weird. Very weird. Then they started fighting and Alexa... This is really funny because, like, I thought Alexa had one move as a finisher and it was, like, totally not the move she beat, she beat down Charlotte with because I thought... Wasn't her move, like, the straight-up DDT? Yeah, like, kind of, like, I believe it's kind of like the one Miz does where, like, the person's on their knees. Yeah. And that kind of, like, fucked me up a little bit. Like, her new move is, like, the cold red. And it's like, I know that you do that in the match, but, like, it's not really your finisher. So now that's your new finisher now? And remember, she also, like, did for a minute the Sister Abigail. I don't know if she had a special name for it, but yeah. Yeah, she needs a, a new move for that because, you know, Bray is not there anymore. Yeah. So I assume that might be, like, her new finisher, like, officially now. Okay. So that was over. Then we had Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre had Vikings with him because the Vikings and the Drew went against the Shanky Devere and the Jinder. Don't know why. Have no reason why, but they fought each other. And of course, the good guys win, which are Jinder and the Vikings. I, I kind of want this to be over. Like, I just. You said oh, gender I, I in the Vikings. I did fuck that up. Drew in the Vikings. I want this to be over. I want this to be over. I guess it's going to be over when that happens. <laughs> yes. Gender Mahal's a thing. So, yeah. So then we get a backstage with the New Day, all three together, finally, for the first time in forever and ever. And they're back there and they're looking at Big E and they're looking at the briefcase and they just all start smiling and they're all super happy and they just, you know, just doing New Day things. And you're like, oh, that's kind of cute. You think they so, knew? Like, backstage with girl for real? I have a feeling they did. I have a feeling they did. I have a feeling, like, I have a feeling they kind of knew, but they didn't know if it was going to actually happen. It was like, it feels like it's going to happen, but they don't know if it's going to happen. And like, you know, like some stuff in WWE is like, ah, it might happen. And like, that's how they felt. And that's how a lot of people around the wrestling world were feeling at the time. Was like, we know WWE and we know WWE can WWE. So it's like, we don't know what's going to happen. So yeah, that's why, like, I kind of thought it was going to happen either. Yeah, a lot of people did. Then we had the 24-7 guys with Reggie, and he was doing a lot of flips and jumps and dives and stuff. So he got away, and R-Truth in a character's hour look at Drake and say, man, your plan didn't work. And Drake said, gentlemen, it's not the plan. It's the execution. I was like, okay, well, what, all right. I don't know where that's going, but whatever. <laughs> He's going to be the one to catch Reggie. It's going to be yeah, him. Yeah, he is. And it's going to be really <laughs> fine. So then we had the charismatic enigma with... Not me. Oh, you're the renegade enigma. 
we had the charismatic negative, Russell, the Puerto Rican playboy, also not you, Daniel Priest. So they had a match. This match, I'm not going to lie, I feel like this was a death masturbation match because it was a point in there where Jeff almost got killed. Then it was a move that Jeff hit on fucking Damian Priest and landed right on his head and neck. And even Sheamus that was on commentary was like, um, it just felt it just felt weird. Like he killed him. But he got up and finished the rest of the match. It was like, Jesus, damn they they really were just just throwing shit at each other. Like seriously. They went in. Yeah. And of course Damien Priesto wins, which for a lot of people who don't keep track or don't give a fuck or don't even think about it. Damien Priesto is still undefeated since being called up to the main roster. He has never been defeated. Everybody. Yes. It's so weird. And like people be like, oh well, WWE doesn't have any under dude, he's super undefeated. Like he has not lost yet. And it's just like I see where it's going, and I'm gonna talk about it later. But okay. it's like it's perfect. Like it's perfect once it works. So this was weird because we had a backstage, and it's like, oh, Rhea Ripley's gonna face Natty tonight. So Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash are there, and they're talking about them being a tag team, and then. Tamina and Natty come up and like, hey, you suck. It's like, no, you suck. And they start fighting. And then Sonya Deville shows up and it's like, okay, why are you here? Sonya Deville's like, okay, if you guys want to fight so bad, then Nikki, you and Tamina have a match right now. And it's like, why? Like, we already have a match coming up later. Like, what do you, like, why was this here? So Not they to mention, go. It was a big ass botch there. I have to point out. <laughs> yeah, no, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about the botch. Yeah, so, okay. Then we have Orton and Riddle talking, and Riddle's talking to him, and he puts on his headphones, just like to shut him the fuck up. Like he thinks he's gonna stop talking. Then Biggie walks in and is like, "I just want to wish you good luck." <laughs> And they're like, oh, okay. We know what that means. Biggie's like just fucking with people. So, yeah. Then we get back to the ring. And Tamina faces Nikki. They're having a match. Match goes down. Nikki's on top of Tamina. Tamina clearly kicks out. Ref puts three. Go right to Mike Rome. Mike Rome says, what up, Tamina? Tamina. They play Tamina's music. And it's like, what the fuck just happened? Tamina just beats the shit out of Nikki Ash after that. And it's like, everyone was confused, but everyone just kept going because it was like, nope, we're just going to just pretend like that didn't happen. So, yeah, it was a fuck oh, up. That was, that was a fuck up, but that wasn't the fuck up I was talking about. Which fuck up are you talking about? 
the one in the beginning where um what her name Sonya Deville tried to separate them or whatever, right? It's gonna be Tamina versus Nikki ASH. That's what she was supposed to say. Mm-hmm. But it was Tamina versus Nikki AHS. Like what the fuck? Like you fucked that up. <laughs> that should have told you that something bad was about to happen. Because <laughs> that happened and then Renegade asked me, and as he's asking me, he's like, Her name's not AHS, right? I'm like I'm in my head. I'm trying to process it, and then Mike Rome says it out loud. Ash, I'm like, wait, oh no, it's not. She was wrong. Like, yeah, in total botch. So Just like the match. Whole thing. So Nikki runs off, and then we have the match between Tamina and Natty. Match is going down. Tamina and Natty are having this fight. And Natty loses because she gets distracted by fucking Nikki. Rio picks up the win because Nikki Ash comes out and does a distraction, which is like totally a heel move. And like distracts the shit out of Natty. It's like, oh, okay, I'm very confused. Who's the bad guys and who's the good guys here? It could work because remember Hurricane started off as a heel. So. Yes. And the funny part, like this match wasn't even bad. It just like was really longer than it was supposed to. I feel like, like it was good, but like that botch in that first match, it kind of mm-hmm. like took the like win at the air. So you kind of expected this one to fuck up too. Yes. <laughs> so. Then we get Charlotte throwing the, the doll in the trash, and she's like, I don't need this thing. It'll probably pop up somewhere eventually. So then we have the eight man, the New Day, Mansoor, Mustafa Ali versus almost AJ and uh, Mason Tabar. And of course, you know, the bad guys, the tall bad guys won. Not all of them are tall. (laughs) Okay. Everybody except for AJ. How about that? The shortest guy on it. He's the skipper, though. Oh, so that means he's the leader. Yeah. So for week two, we had Dewdrop versus Eva Marie. (laughs) And Dewdrop beat. Eva, <laughs> so I hope that's over. Hopefully. So then we have a Karrion Cross promo, and he was telling us stuff that we already know. That pissed me off. That pissed <laughs> me off. <laughs> Continue, but that pissed me off. I just had to say that. <laughs> but he, he just he ha- he's dressed in a suit and he's talking. There's piano music. And he says, I'm not here to tell you stuff that you already don't know. And for anybody who doesn't know, which a lot of people don't know, <laughs> that was a Sean O'Hare thing. And like, as soon as he said it, like, Renegade Pop was like, dude, that was a Sean O'Hare thing. Like, yeah, but I just, 
I just like I literally just took it as just like a throwaway line and he didn't mean to say it and he just like it just came out but apparently it felt like he was supposed to say it and this is going to be part of his new gimmick I, 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 just, I, I was so baffled and it was so funny that like everybody had seen it was like oh like he said that and like the younger kids, like all of the Zoomers, were like, "What? Like, I don't, I don't know, what, I don't know who Sean O'Hare is. I've never heard of him." And like anybody that's been like that's been watching wrestling since like they were little in like the two thousand era, they saw Sean O'Hare and was like, "Oh shit, I know that guy!" Like that guy was around and then he disappeared. I know him. So like everybody else was like, "I know Sean O'Hare." But like the really young Zoomers was like, I have no idea who this guy is. Exactly. But it was hilarious. So <laughs> why? Because he's only telling you stuff that you already know. But that's the problem. I know. I know. <laughs> So then we get to the main event. Bob Lash versus Randy Orton, which is not happening on Extreme Rules pay-per-view. We'll fill you in on that in a few seconds. So they're having this match. This match was good. And literally 90% of the people are sitting there going, we just want to see the ending. We just want to see the ending. We don't care about the match. We want to see the ending. The match was really good. And I kept yeah. looking through the match and seeing where it's going to be the part where one of them gets hurt. Where it's going to be the part where one of them gets hurt. Nobody got hurt throughout the match. Bob Lash wins the match. And everybody's like, okay, all right, well. Wait, he's full, like, he's fully okay. Everybody's like, okay, he's fully okay. There's, all right, there's no way no one's cashing in. Like, okay, Biggie's not cashing in. This, this, this is not happening. So Bob Lash just starts beating up Orton. We're like, okay, no, Orton's gonna come back. No, he's just like destroying Orton. And then he slams Orton on the table, and the table hits Bob Lash in the knee, and the crowd just automatically audible gasps. <gasps> it's going to happen. <laughs> Biggie's music hits. He comes down to the ring, and commercial. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and here is the weirdest like here's the weirdest small thing about this commercial break it didn't happen out of just accident or them just being dicks it happened for a reason you want to know what the reason was what was the reason they set up Biggie's about to cash in but we're going to commercial so we're giving you two minutes to call your friends Tell everybody you know, Biggie's cashing in right now. Tune in the USA. That's exactly why they did it. It literally smart. was. It is very smart. But like, just you as a regular wrestling fan, you're like, no man, that's so stupid. When they did it, it was like, oh my god, this is clear genius. Like they literally stopped it right at the point where it's like, we're giving you time to call somebody, post it on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. YouTube, wherever. Get people in here because 
this is about to happen. And we had three minutes to get everybody in. And everybody came. Because everybody was there. Big E fighting Lashley is back and forth. And it wasn't just a straight up, it wasn't straight up over. It was back and forth. Biggie was getting beat down and it was back and forth. And then he almost had him in the big ending. Bob hit him with the spear. And then it's back and forth. Big ending. One, two, three. Biggie wins the title. He wins the title. And he's celebrating. And within minus six seconds, the New Day was there to help him celebrate. The whole entire crowd is going crazy. They're cheering. Everybody's yelling. Everybody's taking pictures. Everybody is happy. Biggie wins. Biggie wins. He's a new champion. Yes. Now, we're going to get into a lot of things right here with this Biggie win. Because Biggie's win came at a time where everybody's like, this is hot shot booking. They hot shot at this there. They should stop using money in the bank this way. They should stop using this. This, like, all of this came out the next day was like this immense hate. It was this immense hate where people was like, they should stop using money in the bank like this. Oh, WWE hot shot at this just to beat the rating from um, Dynamite last week. That's what everybody was saying. Everybody was saying all of this stuff. But it was like this, it was like this subsection of people just, just like turned into like these evil villains overnight. These fucking crazy evil villains were like, no, this is horrible. When Biggie won, it just turned into a cry fest. Like literally a real cry fest from every wrestler and wrestling fan. True wrestler and wrestling fan was like, this is a good moment. This is a moment. This was a moment. It was such a moment that Will Hobbs tweeted, He's glad that Biggie won the title. And he said, this is awesome. Biggie tweeted him back and said, young man, your time will come to. And everybody was like, wait a minute, what? Like, they're, they're interacting. Like they, he, he watches his, he, they watching each other. They, they see, they looking at each other. Wait, they're two different companies. Like we hate each other. We're not supposed to be on the, the same side. What? WWE's not supposed to interact with AEW. What's happening? We're having meltdowns. That's how some of the fans took it. That's exactly how they took it. They took it as a meltdown. And they literally just couldn't handle it. But the love... We're supposed to be a war. We're supposed to hate each other. It's the war for the fans. The fans are having this war. The wrestlers are. The wrestlers are literally just literally just having fucking fun and they love each other. They mm-hmm. love each other. Now, I was going to say something about the Damien Priesto thing. I'm going to get to that in a minute. Remember, I'm going to get to that. Okay. So, there's, okay, there's a hashtag on Twitter that's called Black Wrestling Draws. And yeah. a lot of, like, a lot of black people who, me, myself, and one, like we support black wrestling because it's it's not shown everywhere like there are some great black professional wrestlers and Big E is one of them he's well loved and him beating Lashley was literally a transfer of black power to black power because we had a dominant black champion Bob Lash 
giving up the title to a new dominant champion, Big E. So it was it was great. But Big E did an interview like the next day. And Big E was talking about how much did this all means to the people. And he pointed out Will Hobbs. He pointed out Jonathan Gresham. He pointed out Lee Moriarty. He pointed out Trisha Dore. He pointed out all of these great people, even Shane Taylor. He pointed out all of these people. And like some like some of the people who were reading this were like, I have no idea who some of these are. And the rest of us was like, yes, finally. Like they're getting this recognition on Sports Illustrated. Like these people are being named by name and named by the champion, Biggie. It just it was a moment. And especially the love that Biggie got from everybody, from every company, was like, congratulations, Biggie. They was like, he was well deserved. It was such a great moment. And I fucking loved it. It was so good. It was awesome. Yes. So, what I was saying about Damian Priesto. Damian Priesto is probably going to get the is probably going to get a title shot eventually. He's going to get a title shot eventually. My thinking is he's probably going to get a title shot against whoever Big E loses to. Yeah. And Big E is going to wind up defending that title at Extreme Rules against Bob Lash. So that's going to be it. So yeah. That's how everything is going. And it was it was good. It was so good. That was so good. It's and, one of those like rare feel good moments, especially mm-hmm. for it being a raw. Yes. So I'm gonna say thank you to two people, and everybody is going to give me a lot of shit for it. And then when I explain, they're gonna be like, "All right, you know what? I'm I'm not gonna give you shit because it's actually totally plausible." And like, it's nothing against like it's nothing against Big E. It's just literally, this is exactly what, what what this was. It was moved up faster than it was supposed to happen. Because it was supposed to happen. This was moved up faster because of these two people. So I do want to thank Tony Khan for building competition to make things like this happen faster. And also Daniel Bryan. And I know you're like, wait, okay. I can see the, the Tony Khan thing. Why Daniel Bryan? Because Daniel Bryan said the only reason I went to AEW was to help professional wrestling to change things. Not to change things there. To change things in WWE. And because of that, that's why we had this moment happen faster. And also because Monday Night Football decided to just destroy everybody just dumpster and dumpster the whole entire division and they said we're not just gonna have that this year so that's the thing because technically you need to thank three people Tony Khan no because no, the football isn't a person it's a company I can't I'm just taking the company well I'll thank you football thank you football football American what the shit <laughs> So, 
speaking of American football, we're going to talk about something American, but we have to talk about something United. Ha! That's it. United. That's it. <laughs> United. The United Kingdom NXT. So, we're still having that damn tournament. And we had a fucking match between what is his goddamn name? Fuck, I forgot his name. <laughs> the dude in Noam Dar. I forgot his name. I want to call him Kip Sabian, but that's not his fucking name. It's something like that. It's something like that. I don't remember his name. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna pretend I remember his name. Sam. He knows me. No, he was in it. No, wait. Yeah, he was in it. He was in it. Okay. Dude, I forgot his name. He broke up with the other guy. I was talking about him earlier, but here's the thing. Okay. He's facing Noam Dar. They're both heels. So he beats Noam Dar in the first fall because this is like the tournament like the tournament for the Opera Cup or the Heritage Cup. So they're having this match, they're both fucking heels. So he beats Noam Dar first. So Noam Dar's trying to come back. It's a sixth round thing. So he's trying to come back. He's beating the shit out of Dar. But Shaw Samuels shows up from under the ring, grabs him, and distracts him so Noam Dar can get the win. Noam Dar gets the win. So now, now it's tied up 1 1. Noam Dar needs one more win. He injures his leg. He goes after Nard Dar goes after the leg. So in between the rounds, you're supposed to get water. So Dar grabs the metal water bottle. And he does the Eddie Guerrero. But you're like, okay, he did the Eddie Guerrero. He's going to get disqualified, right? No, that's not what happened. He threw it to him. And the ref is looking like, yo, wait, wait, hold up. You hit him and you knocked him out. And he's he's trying to explain to the ref. He's like, dude, that's not what happened. He takes he takes the bottle and throws it. The ref goes to look at him. Dar comes up behind him, clips him, puts him in a submission, and makes him tap out. And it's like, oh, you didn't do it with the disqualification. You tricked him to get the ref to turn around so you could fuck him up. Oh, that's actually smart. That's actually good. That's good. Wow. Yes. So Dar is moving on to the finals. Then we had Millie McKenzie versus damn it, I'm gonna call her Bobby Tyler. I forgot her name. Uh, Stevie Turner. Stevie Turner. Yes. Stevie Turner versus Millie McKenzie. They had beef because Millie McKenzie. This is another one where I was just like, what the fuck is happening here? Millie McKenzie has the finisher where she like does the Liv Morgan thing where it's the complete shot against the rope. And it's like, okay, she's gonna she's gonna do that again. So she has Millie McKenzie set up for that. Millie McKenzie moves out of the way. She like she's laying there half dead. She's like, got you. I'm gonna hit you. She moves out the way, hits her with her finisher. And I'm like, dude, like she was how? <laughs> Millie McKenzie gets away. It's like, oh my God. So after the match, Stevie Turner is leaving. She gets attacked by fucking she gets attacked by fucking B Priestley. Because B Priestley has been suspended. So B Priestley's like, listen, 
You're not gonna get nobody's getting any rest until I get reinstated. And it's so funny. And the funniest part about this is Stevie Turner and B Priestley are real good friends in real life. So that was the funniest part. Like she just beat up her throat friend. That's so cute. What's she getting suspended for? She beat up um Sid Scallops. She beat the oh, shit yeah, out of her. That's yeah. right. That happened last week. Okay. Yep. So, did they had a thing when Six Gallops is talking to Ilya Dragunov, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna defend my title." So Nathan Fraser comes out, and it's like, he's like, "Listen, uh, I kind of want the title." So then Rampage Jackson comes out, like, eh, "No." So then a kid's like, "Ah, no." So they're like, "Okay, fuck it." Next week, triple threat match. They had a little backstage with Mustache Mountain. And you know that the turn is coming. You know that the turn is coming. Because Tyler Bate is talking about, hey, I'm getting ready for my Heritage Cup. Trick Seven's like, nah, fuck all that. We, we're going to talk about the tag team titles. Yeah, we're going to get the tag team titles. They got a tag team title match coming up. We're going to be looking. And he's like, dog, I have a... Like, yeah, we're we going to think about our side plays. Come on, let's just go talk about our side plays. It's like... Yo, you cut him off from saying anything because you want the tag titles and you don't want him to think about his other title? Hmm. You know where that's going. So it could be him. Yes. Allegedly. Yes. So then we had what are the goddamn names? Um the Coffee Brothers, Joe and Mark versus Pretty Deadly. Once again, this just shows how good Pretty Deadly is. They get to the end. The tag team match is going. Pretty Deadly looks like they're about to lose. The blonde and the brunette just like, all of a sudden, just like pulled out some weird ass double team movie. You're like, what the fuck? It did like, they just get the, they just pick up the win and they just like, yo, we're just going to hit them with spilled milk. It's over. It's like, dude, what the, what the fuck? Because like, fuck you guys. Like, fuck you guys. Yeah. And they beat the Coffee Brothers, so they're still tag team champions. But yeah, um, that was. Face. Yes, they are. They they've been face for a while. Like they've totally been face. So that was the UK, which is the only thing that's pure because they have nothing else to change about themselves except for two Not not the other guys who were in AEW. Not those guys. Those guys are cool. NXT two Before we even start, how did you like this show? Like, it was okay. Like, I have little gripes here and they're going in. Like, I'm like, Bleh. I don't like to look too much. Like, it has to grow on me. Okay. Like, I probably know what some of the gripes are that you're going to talk about. But, like, I think I kind of like those gripes. The thing that... The, Thing that fucking pissed me off was 
the look. The thing that pissed me off was the look because I've been saying this for fucking two years on this goddamn podcast. I've been yelling about they need to go outside and touch grass. They need to go the fuck outside. But what the fuck did they do? Let's stay in a fucking dungeon. It's like, but come on, like, no, let's stay in the fucking dungeon. Let's stay here in the dungeon. Done. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Dunn, fucking um, Vince McMahon and whoever the fuck else is there, and Bruce Pritchard all decided to say, no, we're going to make it really colorful and light. And that's what they needed. It's like, soon as you see it, like, soon as you see it, the first thing you see is you're like, oh my God, this is so much brighter. It's so much better. It's so much colorful. Like, it looks it looks different. It has a whole entire different feel. It's like, yes. It just has this different feel to it. So, it starts off with all of the people from the fucking Cato 4 way later on in the night cutting their promos until it gets to LA Knight. And LA Knight's talking about how he's going to become the champion and he gets interrupted <laughs> by a familiar face. A dog face. Junior. Criminal. Yes. Here's the funny part. They don't even call him a Steiner. You literally should just call him a fucking Steiner. But they want to call him Bronson Breaker or Brick Breaker or whatever. Brick Cracker. Whatever. Yeah, they want to call him Blonde Breaker. Dude, like, I really think that they should just call him fucking Steiner. Dude, like, he has the energy and look, the feel, everything about him is Steiner. But he, like, says something to LA Knight. He says something to LA Knight, and his LA Knight's like, you know what? Meet me in the ring. Okay? And I'm like, dude, you have a fucking match for the title later. He's like, no, meet me in the ring. He goes in there against Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker is literally a carbon copy of a fucking Steiner. And it's like, oh my God, he is legit just his, he's just his dad. And his uncle combined. I was just going to ask you about that. Yeah, because he has like, I was going to say he has like his uncle's power. It seems. Yes, and he just, he just has the look. He even looks like the dog face Grumman. He is that dude. It's just like what. And it was one point he got thrown into the turnbuckle and he popped out with a Steiner line. And it's like that is a signature trade there. It's like you can't tell me that that's not fucking. Crazy, 100%. Like, I that's that's one of the one things I like. I did like him, yes. And the thing is, he beats LA Knight, who's in the main event for the world title, and everybody cannot stop talking about Brian Breaker. He's he literally was that night, he was the star of NXT 2.0, the all new, all different NXT. <laughs> that's what he was and you're like okay well that's weird why would you have a new guy beat the upcoming champion what do you mean why would you have the new guy beat the upcoming champion because what about when he beats the champion later on like what what about that what about that so then we had yeah we had Imperium versus Briggs and some other guy and 
of course Imperium gets the win here, but it's like, okay, these are two newish guys. Like, huh. We're starting to see a trend here. Like, it's at this point that you're starting to see a trend. Even though this is the second match, you're like, huh, there's a trend here. Something's happening. And, like, if you're not paying attention, you're like, oh, this doesn't make any sense. And it's literally like it's something happening. And some people were like, this was the this was at the point where everybody was like, all of those talent that WWE has been hoarding has just been here. Like they've just they've just been here and like they needed to just the indie guys needed to go for them to, to do stuff. I'm like, okay. So we had BFAB versus Katarina, who we haven't seen in over a year. And she's having this match, and BFAB is okay. Like, she's not super good, but she's okay. Yeah. So then she winds up calling out Electra Lopez. And Electra Lopez comes out, and she's talking shit to her, and they're going to have their match eventually. So, yeah. That's the thing. War games. <laughs> no, I don't think that's ever coming back. But okay. Yeah. I know that made you sad. Made me sad too. Yeah. So Johnny and the guys are getting ready for the wedding. And Austin Theory comes back. Renegade called it. I actually thought Austin Theory was gonna be a bad guy. But Austin Austin did a good thing because he brought a priest. He brought Damien Priest. Uh, I don't know why. And Damien literally said, I'm just here for the drinks. It's like, okay. So, yeah. yeah. Then we had a promo. We had a promo. And I support both of these guys. I support both of these guys. I just didn't like... I didn't like what was great. It came across weird. And everybody who keeps saying like, oh, well, it, it it worked. No, it didn't. Like, if you, like, if you, okay. Did, like, I'm not going to put, I'm not going to put these people out there. But, so I, I know some longtime wrestling fans that do other stuff outside of wrestling, but they're like wrestling fans, but they're like legit actors. And they were like, this is like looking at a high school play. The stuff that they were saying. It was Carmelo Hayes in Trick something, the Trick Shop or whatever. And no, it's not Trick Daddy. That would be fun. But they're talking and like basically the gist of it is Trick doesn't want Carmelo Hayes to be all humble. He wants them to be all aggressive or, or whatever. And one thing that, like, even somebody on Twitter said was like, yo, I haven't heard that in years. And, like, Carmelo Hayes goes, yo, I'm about it. Like, Trick, are we about it? Trick says, we about it, about it. And I'm like, first off, you two were probably made to the about it, about it shit. So you can't say about it, about it, and be like, yeah, about it, about it. You two don't know what this is because you two wasn't even made. You was like sperm and your dad's nutsacks. 
just 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 saying it, just saying it. Because when Bada Bada was out, Master P and the No Limit Soldiers was a thing, and that was way before both of these guys died. So I'm just gonna say, yeah, whoever made this, Bruce Pritchard, whoever made this, you you just you you don't know how to you you could have just like. If you would have said something from like 2006, I'd kind of gave you a little bit of credit. You went in 96, where it's like n- no credit. I can't give you credit there. I can't even give you a little bit of credit. But it's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine because you're trying to make some brothers, some brothers be on on the screen. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay. I'm okay. But yeah. Say that about it, about it. Listen. Master P retired. Silk the Shocker retired. Mr. Groove retired. C Murder is, I think he's still in jail. They all gone. <laughs> they, they all gone. Paid out rapping. Even little Romeo ain't doing shit. So you gonna tell me that No Limit Soldiers is still here? And if nobody knows anything about No Limit Soldiers, you got the WWE Network. You could pull up an old Nitro. They were around. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna just leave it at that. So Carmelo <laughs> Hayes said he was gonna cash in eventually, but then Duke Hudson comes out, and for some reason, Trick beats up Duke Hudson, and Carmelo comes in and they just beat him down, and everybody's like, "Oh my God, this is a heel turn." I don't think it was a heel turn. What about okay. you? I mean. He's trying to make well, by him, I mean, um, Trek. Mm-hmm. Trying to make Carmelo more aggressive and whatever. So <laughs> this is not the initial heel turn, but I think the heel turn is coming. Yes. You know. Also, I think they're gonna cash in for a taking championship. Thing. I would be mad, but I also would be okay with it. But I would be mad. Yeah. So then we get. The Trick Shot Tag Team versus PAW. I mean, Priscilla and JC Jane. Yeah. Is that her name? <laughs> yeah, that's the name of the name of JC Jane. Okay. JC Jane and Priscilla Kelly. I mean, Gigi Dolan. Fuck that up. So they're having a match, and all of a sudden, the match gets interrupted by somebody with black hair and she pulls off her her thing and it's Mandy Rose with brunette hair. Mandy Rose with a brunette. How do you like it? I like it. I like it a lot. Dark Rose. Yeah. Um. Listen. I wasn't too much of a fan of Mandy Rose before but I'm I, I reserve to speak the rest of this. So, during this, Kyle O'Reilly got attacked. And he got attacked by Pete Dunn. so now he's out of the main event. So we'll have more on that in a minute. So, Mandy Rose gets attacked by Saray. So they turned him into a sick man. The funny part is, I thought I thought it would be a sick man, but I'm like, no, that's something they do on Monday Night Raw. I forgot who was running this thing, and that's what they did on NXT. So, 
Okay, so how did you feel about them doing this on NXT for the first time in forever? I didn't like it. I felt like it's like the tech should have been just stopped there. It then went on to the next thing. Like they could have put more things on that spot, you know? Yes, me too. But this is all new, all different. So we have to just roll with it. Not that different if you're like, in your words, copy pasta from Raw. I mean, no, there's a difference. I'm going to point it out to you in a few. But there's a huge difference. So, of course, Mandy Rose and them get it when. And then we see the ladies getting ready for the wedding. And Candace yells at Corey Jade, take off your hat. She's like, but I don't want to. It's a wedding. Take off your hat. Okay. But she takes off the hat. <laughs> so then we get Ridge Holland versus Drake Maverick and B2K son. I mean, B squared son. That's what it was? Yep. Oh, what the fuck? The bad part is he's been here for a while. No one knew that he was the squared son. <laughs> but yeah, that happened. Booyah. Booyah Kasha. Yeah. So we get the diamond mine. They're next. And the Tree brothers take on two other brothers. I mean, not two other brothers. Two other dudes. But then we get a Tony Mamaluke or Tony D'Angelo segment where he's a new guy and he's talking about coming in and he's got Paisans and Marinano and, you know, Fugazi or whatever. You know, all of that. So, what was the thing? The Creed brothers from the Diamond Mine just destroy the shit out of the two guys. And then we get the new girl. I was going to call her Layla Hirsch, but that's not her name. I don't know her name. Like a like uh, on carbon copy of her. But here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. Once again, she was there first. She just was locked in that. She just locked in that storage closet. So after that, Kishida comes out and he challenges Roger Strong to a match. So Kishida Roger Strong next week. Then. We have the fatal four-way. Are you ready for this? No. <laughs> okay. It's the fatal four-way. We have Pete Dunn. We have Tommaso Ciampa. L.A. Knight. And the new guy, Von Wagner. It's like a porn star of name. It does. Here is the thing where you was like, you don't like a lot of the stuff. Here's the thing. And I want mm-hmm. you to just feel this with me. Yeah. A lot of these guys that showed up this week are brand new guys we've never seen before. Yeah. And all of them are under 30. They're all young. They're all fresh. They're all hungry. Now, with that being said, I do know one person who I've been waiting to see for a long time who should probably be showing up within the next couple of weeks, and that's Simone Johnson. So, yeah. 
like people have been saying, there's a locked door back there with all of these guys. And uh, Vince figured out how to open it. Oh, he had his own door. <laughs> yes. So Tommaso Ciampa winds up becoming the world champion. Woo! Yes. So we're about to go to a wedding, but I have to go to something that's actually really cute and adorable. So... The baby. Yes. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> Johnny and Candace have a skip and they're at home and they're with the dog, Hunter, and they have a balloon. So they're... It's the baby reveal. And Johnny's like, why are we going with this one? And she's like, we're not going with yours. He's like, yeah, but we could have went with the stork or the prison. I don't know what you were going to do in a prison, but I really want to know what you were going to do in a prison. I really do. <laughs> like, I do. I just want to know. Like, now I, now I can't stop thinking about it. I want to know what was what was the prison I did, Johnny. Please tell me. Right. So, the ball is there, and the ball gets popped by Hunter and it's blue and Johnny is celebrating and it blows up in Candace's face and Johnny is just like the happiest and he goes to hug her like three times and realizes she has blue in her and just like pulls his head back like I don't want to touch you and she just was so angry it was so good like Johnny and Candace are so good so good that's so wholesome yes so then we have the wedding. And everybody, everybody's like, okay. Well, most of the NXT roster that we all know already, not just the new people, all of the ones we know are out there. So Johnny comes out at the end with him and Indy. And the priest asks, okay, who is here to give her away? And he goes, Johnny, Johnny Wrestling. Johnny Takeover. And he just goes off all these days. And Candace is like, stop. <laughs> He's like, okay. Johnny Gargano. Like, no, no, he said John. He actually just said John. 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 <laughs> 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 and then he sat down. So they're going through the wedding. And then, like, where's the ring? Austin Theory. We're in a ring. <laughs> no, the, where is the rings? We're, we're in a ring, Johnny. No, we're in a ring. So, Itchy Man opens up his jacket. He has the rings. So, they give him the ring. The priest says, If anyone has anything to say, raise your hand now. Dexter Lumis not said a word, opened up his jacket. He had a hatchet. And showed everybody, everybody put their hands down. Because <laughs> that whole fuck, like everybody in the fucking, like one side put their hand up. Yes. So Indy says all of the stuff that she needs to say. And the priest says something stupid to, to Dexter. Dexter chokes out. And at this point, people wanted Damien Priest or William Regal to be a priest. 
But it's Aunt Betty. That thing is. She jumps up and she's an ordained minister. So she's asking if you're ready to say I do. She says, I do. And she actually says something. She said, let's cut to the chase. And the dude named Chase goes, did somebody say Chase? Odyssey Jones grabs him like, sit your ass now, boy. <laughs> That's what he got up. I, I didn't realize that. Yes. So she asked Indy, she said, do you say I do? She says, I do. And Dexter's, Dexter's not saying anything. Everybody thinking he's, he's going to do the, the thumbs up. And Jeff's like, okay, I understand. He covers the mic, and everybody, the whole crowd just goes, woo! And he just goes, I do. I do. Dude, that was the biggest pop for anybody speaking. Here's, here's the fucking, here's the best part. Where people always talk about, like, WWE stuff, like, storylines and shit. This man, literally, his whole entire storyline was, he did not talk. He finally gets married, and he says, I do. And the whole entire fucking crowd pops. Like, that's the thing. Those, those, those are wrestling moments. Those are wrestling moments. Do you think the wrestlers knew that were going to happen too? Because they they seem like they legitimately popped too. Like Austin, no, Aries, I don't, Austin Aries, Austin Theory. Yeah, me. I don't think they did. I don't think they did because like, like that's what made the moment so much better was because their reactions was like, oh shit, he actually spoke. Like they probably know he speaks backstage. They talk to him all the time, but like for him to do the speaking role where he's going to say something was like, oh shit, he actually said something on the screen. This is this is dope. Big, yeah. So that's it. So it's over. They cut to the back, and Chompa's holding Goldie, just snuggling her and looking at the screen. And Rex Steiner walks up and says, Hey, he looks at him, looks at him, he looks at the title, he shakes his head, and you just see it, and you're like, This is gonna be a match. This is a match. It's happening. This guy's gonna get. He's gonna get the title. Like he's getting the title immediately. I like how you call him Rex Steiner, by the way. <laughs> yes. He's like a fucking star of the show, dude. Like he, like after that show, everybody talked about him. Yeah. Like, it just was so great. Like everybody talked about him. Like, he like he's like. This is one of the things where it's like. NXT is going to be all new, all different because there's not going to be like the great matches that we've been used to and like all these great wrestlers that we've known before finally getting a big shot at WWE. It's just these all new, all different people who are just like new rookies and new people that they're building up from scratch. And the thing is like everybody's been yelling at WWE for years like you guys don't have no young talent. You don't have no young talent. This is literally nothing but young talent in the new NXT. It's weird. It's yeah. fucking weird. And the funny part, like, it, the even weirder weird part is it's talent that's been sitting there, and we've just been like, okay, they signed all these people. Where are they? 
why they don't wrestle like where's this person and this person and they're mm-hmm. all just sitting there waiting for this moment and the bad part is like the people that we love the indie wrestlers that, are, that were signed and like that probably will just like phase out into the wrestling atmosphere it's like we love them and we want for them but that's just not what they are looking for in this NXT and that's the big problem like I don't know how you feel about it but like I feel like just be like a true like wrestling person I feel sad because our version of NXT is dying but at the same time this was our version of NXT before our version of NXT became our version of NXT. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Like, because this was like the original version, not the ones that you people have seen and like the, oh, they're carrying barrels and all of that dumb shit. No. When the Sasha Banks and the Becky Lynch and all of them were there, this is the type of NXT that we had. And that's where we're at now. The one on Hulu, basically. Yes. Like this is like this is this is it. Like the early days of the network. This is what this is. Like this is exactly what it is. So that's why I'm not mad. It's just I'm just a little sad that like some of the wrestling guys that really would love to go to WWE or like may not get that chance right away, but there's other places for them to work. I mean, there's one that's I mean, all elite. You know, I don't know. They get it could go split the impact, but all elite is just like the the best place to work right now because you know. It's the cult of personality. Because the cult of personality, CM Punk, was on commentary for this this AEW. Now, now I'm not even joking. This is a thing. And I need people to understand because some people felt this and some people didn't. Some people felt this and some people didn't. And I'm going to break it down for you. And I need you to understand because this warms my heart like this warms my heart and I mean legit warms my heart this this is like the second biggest heartwarming thing to me this week besides the big one. this is the second biggest heartwarming thing because okay. CM Punk came out CM Punk got this pop where everybody's like oh my god it's Punk Punk is here he's here ah, ah, ah. Punk sits down and then it goes you know what's all about the boom and the crowd fucking erupted. Like I like you heard Punk's like his whole entrance is like, oh Punk's here. Adam. Oh my god, it's Adam Cole. And it's like you guys know that he's coming, but he's having a match in the crowd. Like it literally just sounded like the fucking roof blew off that building when his music hit and he walked out there. And he's standing there and he's just like, okay. He gets in the rig. He does his boom. 
And then soon as he gets ready and goes, Adam Cole, baby. And the whole entire crowd fucking just off their fucking feet. And it's just like that contrast of CM Punk, him being back after all these years, his newness and all of that. You have Adam Cole, who's been busting his ass in NXT and busting his ass just all around, just getting this love. It's like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you like you see beautiful. who they... Yeah, you see who they... Like, you see who the crowd came for. Like, Adam was a fucking star. And, like, yeah, I heard some... That. Yes. And I heard some people go... I didn't know he was that over. And it's like, dude, how do you not know that Adam fucking Cole is that over? It's Adam Cole. It's like, it, it's great. <laughs> so he fought Kazarian. And it's so fucking hilarious because he's an elite hunter and all throughout the night, everybody kept saying, if he's an elite hunter, how come he's had to take it down one elite person? How come he had to take it down nobody? Oh What's wrong <laughs> Like, dude, he hasn't done shit. And I'm just like, well, he's fucking Yoshi Tatsu. Like, I they just try- like to ask you about that. <laughs> yeah, they're the same fucking person. Oh, I'm the Bullet Club Hunter. I'm the Elite Hunter. You've never taken down anybody. I don't understand. I don't get it. <laughs> and before the match, people were like, yo, I don't know if Kaz can wrestle and I'm just like, I just want you all to delete your Twitter accounts. Like, dude, like, how do you not know that it's fucking, it's Kazarian. Like, him and Adam Cole had matches before. Like, I don't get how you even understand. Like, I can't even fathom that. Like, the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, God. Even being an older gentleman now, like, he still can fucking go. Yes. So after the match, Adam Cole challenged um, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Christian to a match next week against the Super Click, which is the Young Bucks and Adam Cole. So then we get the Lucho Brothers, and they get challenged by the Butcher and the Blade, and that's coming up eventually. Okay. Kennedy they became the more contenders on dark. Yeah. That's really dark. Fuego Del Sol says, listen, I'm going to put my, my my car up against Miro for the title. And Punk's like, listen, I'm going to have to teach these kids how to gamble. He <laughs> said <That is> funny. <laughs> so we get MJF out there. MJF's like, hey, I'm going to talk to Brian Pillman. He looks up and goes, he's not up there. Hey, Brian! And he looks down, blah, 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 blah. And like, a lot of people was like, oh my God, that's so good. And it's like, you've never seen a wrestling promo, have you? Like, <laughs> like so bothering me. It's like, oh my God, that's so good. Like, it's bad, but it's so good. I'm like, you've never seen a wrestling promo at all. Cause like, this is like, this is like the 97th million time that's happened. Like, Jesus Christ, like, is that even dope? they could come up with something new yeah man yeah so Brian Pillman's music hits 
and he does the good thing where he shows up from behind and tries to attack MJF, which he didn't. He just holds the fucking chair and acts like he's going to do him. And fucking dumbass Warlow goes attack. Warlow falls over the ropes. And Brian Pillman, I think he needs to stop hesitating and just start punching. Just, just start punching. That's what you need to do. You can't, no hesitation, just start punching. Like, make me feel something. Because at this point, I feel nothing in this thing. Start punching. Start fucking punching. Yeah. <laughs> so Christian and them, they have a thing. Christian says something smart about Adam Cole being in developmental, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. So we had a match between FTR and Dante Martin and Matt Seidel. Where are their partners? No one knows. I wish I knew. Even Renegade doesn't know. No one knows. It's very confusing. Brothers. Yes. The puppers. Or partners. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going to be funny when they, they go against each other. Yes. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Then, okay, this happened. So, Dante Martin, like, there's a picture floating around there with Dante Martin, and it looks like he's jumping out of the screen and jumping into fucking FTR. Now, I've seen it. Like, I've watched that over and over because I'm like, there's no way he jumped out of the screen, which he didn't. It was just like an impulse thing on social media to make it look like he jumped out of it. Now, it wasn't AEW that's like, oh my God, this happened. It was the fans that were like, oh my God, this happened. And now because like perception is reality, which is nowhere close to even happening, people believe that he jumped out of the screen and was so high up that it was like 19 million feet. Even even other wrestlers were like, did that really happen? And like, this is just Twitter Photoshop. That's exactly where it was. Because, like, I've watched it back twice and was like, he didn't get as high as that picture made it look. Like, that picture was just, like, photoshopped to him going up higher. And, like, people believed it. Yeah, he's good. He ain't that good. Yeah. And FTR did wind up beating the No Brothers. No Brothers. Yes. So, Okay. Last week, I bitched about the Suzuki music thing, and it turned into a Suzuki incident on the internet from AEW and AEW, like, management. It's become a thing, which is actually really cool, because it turned into an actual storyline, which, like, now it's like, oh, my God, like, it worked. Like, a bad thing, they flipped it into something good. And, like, somebody was like... I've never seen anybody do it like that. Like, they've never done it like that. And, like, once again, revisionist history, like, there's been, a, like, there have been companies that turned a total bad into something totally good. But, like, revisionist history is, like, what you make of it. Yep. So, I didn't like this segment that happened after this. Alistair Black comes out, and he's like, listen. I know you're all from the House of Black, but there's a traitor among us. And it's Rosario Dawson with her nightmare hoodie. And she jumps over the railing and she's badass and she jumps on fucking Aleister Black. And then all of a sudden, the saver comes. 
The same for Cody Rhodes. And he's, he's just beast. He beats down the devils. And that devil in him just fighting all up and down the thing. And everybody's like, oh my God, I can't believe a Star Wars person was in wrestling. This is just weird. I can't believe it. I'm on the devil side. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm definitely on the devil side now. Like, I will not be undeviled. <laughs> you can try. You put me down there. I'm down. I'm down with the down. Down with the down down. So, then we come back. Then we come back. And it's like, we have the we have the, the five and the uno thing. And they're beefing, and Alex Reynolds come, and they're still beefing. And Andre J's like, "I'm not into this. I'm not into this. You guys need to stop fighting. Stop the bullshit." Okay, that, that's it. So then we have Dan, not Dan, Dan Lambert, and him and his bunch of muscle people, UFC people, and we have the men of the year. So they're out there, they're talking, and Dan Lambert is talking this bullshit, and he's talking this bullshit, and just talking this bullshit. And then he says shit twice, and then Jericho comes out, and Jericho says, yeah, fat piece of shit, fat piece of shit. And then they're like, they start chanting fat piece of shit. He's like, all right, well, Jericho goes off the rail at this point, and when he goes off the rail, I'm expecting everybody to literally be on the right side of history on this one and I have seen so many failures in this one line because Jericho says the only thing I want to know is who's the top and who's the bottom and it's like fam you just made a homophobic joke like you just made a fucking homophobic joke on national TV no one's saying anything everybody's like well, he's not. He's well. He's not homophobic. I think it's, it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. And it's like, fam, like we're not going to hold this guy accountable. But I mean, I probably not because you know his wife was at the James Six insurrection. So I mean, no one's going to hold him accountable. Like, right? Okay, cool. Chris Irvine's never going to be held accountable for anything. But you know, it's going to be that one day when it catches up to you, Chris. But all right, and like. And to all of you who let this go and say, oh, you're hating on AEW, I'm totally fine if this wasn't a homophobic joke. Like I've like I've seen like I've seen other people say, like, they're like, yo, that was in bad taste. No one else has said, like, no one else has been like, yo, like apologize. Or say like just apologize. That was homophobic. No, nobody's like, no. No, they're like, no. We're not gonna say anything, and I'm just like I'm just I'm like I'm not just gonna sit here and take it, but like fuck that, like you have to say something, like that was homophobic, like that was fucked up, and everybody just, like and it was so bad, like this is the thing that was so bad that the crowd, like half of the crowd, like they just moaned, like oh that that wasn't good. It was literally a guy in the crowd. They showed him. It was one dude. Like cheering the whole thing. When that line was said, that one dude in the crowd that was next to like these other guys, they looked and was like, um, what? Like they <laughs> even felt like they felt it was like, oh, this is wrong. Cause I like it was a bunch of people cheering. These bunch of people was like, oh, 
that ain't good. That ain't good at all. But yeah, it is what it is. You think we're past that shit? You know what I mean? Should be. We fucking should be. <laughs> so after that, to wash our taste out of our mouth, we had a match with the goddess herself, Jade Cargill, and legit Layla Hirsch. And I know somebody's like, why do you say legit Layla Hirsch like that? I mean, she's not a goddess. I mean, she's Layla Hirsch. <laughs> Only legit. Yeah. Like I'm, And the funny part about it is like, I actually like Layla Hirsch because she's actually growing on me. Like she's growing on me because I like her. I like her little hard hitting wrestling style. I'm like, all right, I like that. But now she's starting to slowly find her way into wrestling moves. And it's like, I mean, not wrestling moves, like high flying moves. It's like, okay, Layla Hirsch is growing. Like she's, she's getting better. Like, cause she's become, like, yeah, she's like becoming well rounded. And I'm like, I'm loving it. But of course, but of course, the goddess, Jade Cargill won. Because, like, nobody can beat that chick, Jade Cargill. And I know she calls herself that B word, but I will not, I will not fix my lips to disrespect that goddess. I will not. I promise. You know what? I'm, I'm with you, that, that chick. I actually like that. Yes. So we had Andrade threaten a guy and say, listen, Chavo fucked up some shit. He deserved it. He deserved what he got. That's why he got his ass beat. Ha ha. Fuck him. So then Taz comes out and Taz gets in Punk's face. And Taz is like, hey, brother, like, you in my neighborhood. So Hook is in front of him. And we all know that everybody wants Hook versus Punk. Now, I'm going to say I like Hook, but I wasn't one of the ones going, it should be Hook versus Punk. Until. So Punk got attacked by Will Hobbs. Will Hobbs hit Punk so hard, I swear to God, it looked like he got hit by a train. He got hit by a train, and his name was Will Hobbs. So, Powerhouse Hobbs. I'm very respectful, man. Power Will Hobbs. So Hobbs is beating him down, and then Hook grabs Punk and puts him in a dragon sleeper. And he's choking out Punk, and everybody's like, oh my God. It's like, oh my God. Like, Hook did something. Hook did something. Hook put him in a sleeper. And then Hobbs power bombs CM Punk onto a table because that table did not break. <laughs> right, that table didn't break. So that's setting up a match next week, next Friday. So many don't pay after that fucking beatdown. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of okay, that's we're about to get into something that's maybe not okay. So we have Sean Spears versus Darby Allen and Darby and Sean have this match and Darby literally just makes this a death masturbation match where he's just literally death masturbating all over this thing and I know somebody's like why are you saying that 
if you break it down to the macros of what masturbation it is, it's self-pleasure. What is death masturbation? Suicide. That is what Darby is. Death <laughs> masturbation. So it's just like it's just this match where it's like Darby's just trying to just totally just trying to end it all. And just Sean is just there and like one point Sean wipes off Darby's face paint and like, oh okay, like he's like taking away his powers. Well, <laughs> kind of kind of thing, but that was kind of a setup. So Sean loses to Darby. And then FTR shows up and FTR attacks Sting and Darby and they beat the shit out of him. And Sting gets hit with a stuffed pile driver. Sting with the surgical neck, 67 years old, 62, whatever, I don't know, 60 something years old, stuffed pile driver. And Tully Blanchard wipes off his face with a rag, just like they did Darby. That's all. Yes. So then we get the Am Drag Jake Long. I mean the Am Drag Brian Danielson coming out. And Kenny comes out. And the two of them both have on white shirts and Don Carnoodle or Don Callis or whoever Don the pink guy is comes out and they're talking shit. And Brian basically says, Listen, motherfucker, me and you, one on one. I don't even want the title. Me and you. One on one. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Let's do this shit. Me and you. He said, or are you too much of a bitch? And Kenny was like, I'll do it. Me and you. Next week, we're going to do it. Crap. We're going to do it. I swear to God, we're going to do it. Me and you. Non-title. So non-title next week. The two of them. How are you feeling about this? Huh? Like the fact that it's non-title, it could go anywhere. You know, if it was for a title, like Kenny nine out of ten would have won on Dynamite. You know, but here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. Brian needs to win because Brian is new. Oh yeah, he's gonna win now. And plus, he has to get the title match. Yeah. Because if you leave it up to him, he's just like, "Fuck it, I'll lose every match. I don't give a shit. I just want to rush." He has to win this one, so that's the thing. So, then we had the main event. Moxley and Eddie Kingston. And they're coming down, and they get beat up by 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. And they just get beat up. And, like, it's just going. And it's just getting their ass beat. It's just fucking each other up. And it's like, okay. Okay, then they get in the ring. And, of course, Moxley and Kingston win. But then, Suzuki. His music hits. And everybody's holding their breath because it's literally two minutes left. They're holding their breath because they're like, they're not going to do it again. It's not going to be another incident, right? Not another Suzuki incident, right? Not again. Not again. And it happened. Kazini Nore. It happened. It happened. Right there. And we're just like, yes! But I was mad because not everybody sing it. It's just like a fraction of the crowd sang it. I was like, oh, Oh, bad crowd. Bad crowd. Not all of them, like, are educated with it, though. All right. So then we get Archer and Suzuki beating up Moxie and Kingston, and 
Next week, they're going to have a tag match. So, yeah. That's that's how that is. So, that was AEW. So, yeah. So, okay. This is it. This is it. So, guys, I know I usually do a what if spoiler thing and, like, do some news. We had to have so much news in this show. And it's been, like, supremely packed that on the next episode, we'll get to all of that and a bunch of news. But, you know, for now, just until next time, which will be in 48 hours. Fuck this shit. <laughs>